1: Shalom and welcome to the Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we are serving in Wesley Chapel in Tampa and Brandon in our newest location in St. Pete along with Conexión, our Spanish-speaking congregation. We're honored to serve the listening audience of Tampa Bay's Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 WTBN. Shalom. Avinu Malkeinu. Our Father, and you are our King. And we are blessed. We are blessed to be in this season. We are blessed because you are God. And you give us great, great gifts, including Yeshua, the Messiah. And so we are thankful people. We are a people who want to obey you because of our love for you. And I pray that as we study more of the appointed times, and in this case, Yom Kippur, that people will be touched by who you are and what you have done in order for us to live an abundant life. So we bless you, we thank you, and praise you. In the name of Yeshua, amen and amen. Hey, did you remember your appointment? Yeah, with God. God calls these days, remember, these holy days in Leviticus 23, his appointed times. And the Hebrew is Moedim, which would translate into appointed times. So you know that this month's teachings are dedicated to God's appointed times. Come join us. For the next one, Yom Kippur, this Tuesday night at 7 and Wednesday morning at 11. You can stay the entire day. We'll be there. Uh, we have different things going on because we are fasting, which means not eating the entire day. No place to go and just there to worship and to do the things. Some are traditional. Some are very, very biblical. And uh, we probably will leave after Breaking the fast. We break the fast around seven thirty and we fellowship maybe to about nine o'clock. Um if you're going to come to the breakfast, you need to call us uh, because we have to make sure we're going to have enough food. So you would have to call us at 813-831-5673 and speak to Karen and you can reserve your time being there. We're going to have some wonderful Israeli food there. So bring your Jewish friends, too, to services or to the break fast or whatever. And, um, you know, they might think there's going to be a cost involved to services, but tell them uh, that our services are free. So just like God's gift, right? Um, any questions or thoughts you have about the appointed times or things that you'd like me to be talking about in the future, uh, feel free to email me now while you're even listening at rabbi at org. This is a, a great time also for one of our rabbis to come and visit your church to speak on how these appointed times are important. To Christians too. So again, would you email me at rabbi at org And you can check out our website or call our office for the locations nearest you, uh, and each of our five congregations schedule for the Yom Kippur. So if for that, you'll want to look at shoreshdavid.org. That's S-H-O-R-E-S-H, david.org. We'd love to have you. Okay, let's look at Yom Kippur. Well, Yom Kippur is the Day of Atonement. And it comes ten days after Rosh Hashanah, we had wonderful, wonderful Rosh Hashanah services. Wish you would have been there. And we are now going towards the end of the 10 days of awe, where we are to uh, look at ourselves and really reflect and recognize the sin that is in us and really begin our, our repenting to the Lord. Now, atonement is an interesting word because if you break it down, it would be at one mint, And that's really what happens with the Lord when he gives us atonement, he makes us at one with him because he takes away our guilt and God allows us into his presence because he has covered or washed away Our sins. We have a sin nature. You know that, right? (laughs) It is our desire to be like God. In many cases, so as an example, Adam and Eve, we see that they wanted to have the knowledge of God, be like God. Or Tower of Babel. They they wanted to build something that high that, that showed you know their intellectual abilities. Their their physical abilities, their decision-making abilities, all to be like God or to be like God's, (laughs) okay? So I would say to you that at the root of most sin, we see idolatry, which comes from unbelief, and the root oftentimes is pride, it's the attempt to put something or someone in the place of the Creator, our Lord. Most often that someone is one's own self. And so um, we're self-centered, we're prideful. And in Isaiah 59.2, It's all sins are an offense to God. It says, but your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God and your sins have hidden his place from you so that he does not hear. I'm sorry, his face from you so that he does not hear. Okay. Um, Your sins move you further from God's presence. In Proverbs 17:9 it says, "He who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates friends." And you might not see it this way, but really, hidden sin is something that you do and it separates you from God. It separates you from your friends. The reason we do it generally is to be accepted, to find love, but it doesn't work. Numbers 32, 23 says, But if you will not do so, behold, you have sinned against the Lord, and be sure your sin will find you out. Repeat the hidden sin. Separate yourself from your friends, from your loved ones, from God, and really separates you from loving, even yourself. This is the reason God has made a way for your sin to be removed from his sight. When that happens, intimacy with him begins. You would know that God loves you. And know that God would never leave you or forsake you. Your receiving his love allows you to love yourself, even with your sin, and love others as well. And so that's the backdrop for why we need Leviticus 16 and Leviticus 23, which talks about Yom Kippur. Because when we truly sense the power of being forgiven we become amazing not only in god's sight but in our sight and in the sight of others so leviticus 16 which talks about the day of atonement says there is a need for a high priest So it says here in verse 16, so he shall make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel and because of their transgressions for all their sins. And so he shall do for the tabernacle of meeting, which remains among them in the midst of their uncleanness. There shall be no man in the tabernacle of meeting when he goes in to make atonement in the holy place until he comes out that he may make atonement for himself, for his household and for all the assembly of Israel. So what do we take from this? That the high priest makes atonement, and there's no one there but him. You, your sins were atoned for because of what the high priest has done. Now, you see, uh, don't you love the way the Hebrew Scriptures and the New Covenant work together? Because it hasn't changed. We still need that high priest, don't we? Now, the high priest is Yeshua. And he is our final high priest. and But don't you love the fact that God is consistent all the way through Scripture? And so we can't be in that holy place with him until we have received him and he makes atonement for us. Amen? Ah, yes. Leviticus 23, also great Scripture. Adonai spoke to Moses saying, However... The tenth day of the seventh month is Yom Kippur. Now, don't you remember that last week we talked about Rosh Hashanah beginning on the seventh month, even though it's called the head of the year because of these three holy days are so important. So it says that the Yom Kippur is on the 10th day. Remember, the first day is Rosh Hashanah. The days of awe are in between. The 10th day is Yom Kippur. And it you're supposed to have a holy convocation to you. So you are to afflict yourselves. You are to bring an offering made by fire to Adonai. Well, let's stop there for a moment you are to have holy convocation so that means go to services right amen and then it says you are to afflict yourselves in other words humble yourselves yeah doesn't this make sense both from the hebrew scriptures and the new covenant yes yes you're to bring an offering made by fire to Adonai. Now, you know, the way that I explain this, uh because obviously we're not lighting a fire to God, unless we maybe lit, light the Shabbat candles. Uh, I guess in a sense that could be a fire to God. But I really believe that since God is always looking at our heart, he wants us to make an offering of the fire that is in our belly for him. Uh, Isn't that exciting that we are to offer ourselves the fire in our heart, in our spirit for the living God? So in verse 28 of Leviticus 23, it says, You are not to do any kind of work on that set day, for it is Yom Kippur to make atonement for you before Adonai your God. For anyone who does not deny himself on that day must be cut off from his people. Anyone who does any kind of work on that day, that person I will destroy from among his people. You should do no kind of work. It is a statue forever throughout your generations in all your dwellings. It is to be a Shabbat. Solemn rest for you and you are to humble your souls on the ninth day of the month in the evening from evening until evening you are to keep your Shabbat. So that this Yom Kippur is the Shabbat of Shabbats. You know. understand what I'm saying? It's the Sabbath of all Sabbaths. It is a solemn rest day. God even says that he's going to um, cut off the people who don't take this day as a rest day from the Jewish people. That is pretty severe. And look at all these other things that it says. We are. Ag- How many times does it say that it's a rest day and you are to rest? God knows that you need to hear this a number of times before it gets through our thick skulls that this is a rest day. That means we don't go to work on this Wednesday. From Tuesday evening to Wednesday evening, we are with God. And that is the bottom line. And we are repenting before God. We've looked at our sins. We are dealing with the issues that keep us from having a personal intimate relationship with god yom kippur is that reminder of what we should be doing every day before god humbly before him repenting before him but it is magnified on this day and isn't it great that god uses it as a reminder so that we will take this thing seriously so once again what is god asking for He's asking for us to go to services. He's asking for us to present an offering by fire, to deny ourselves, to afflict our souls. Now, the way the rabbis interpret to afflict our souls is for us to not eat. So, along with that, we do the traditional. It's not in scripture. But we, but we don't eat for that day. And you know, that really does, uh, heighten our awareness of our relationship with God, I believe. And so, then it says, remember, to do this forever. How long is forever? I always like to ask for that. Does it include the new covenant? I don't know. Do you, Include the new covenant in forever? Do you include the days we live in today forever? Do you include this week forever and the next few years forever? Well, if you do, then this means forever. (laughs) Sorry about that. I get excited about forever. Seventh month, tenth day, we've talked about. Humble your souls, no work, you or anybody among you. I mean, nobody should be working on this day, it says. And it's, it's a serious, serious rest day. So Yom Kippur is about learning, in my opinion, this is what it's all about. I know we talk about atonement, we talk about repentance, but it's a, it's learning how to receive God's love. You know, everybody says receive God's love, but how do you do it? You do it by repenting, by not having that wall between you and him. And then when you feel clean, okay, because you know God cleaned you then you start receiving his love God reveals to you that you have sinned God asks you to spend this day humbling afflicting your flesh God provides forgiveness because Yeshua is the high priest he did all the work it is safe now you come into his presence and his love and the summary of the heart of scripture about this appointment with God is that love now but but we see that Yom Kippur is also summarized in the new covenant with the book of Hebrews 9 verse 11 it says but when messiah appeared As Kohen Gadol, which means the high priest, of the good things that have now come, passing through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is to not say of this creation, he entered into the holies once for all, not by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood having obtained eternal redemption for if the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling those who have been defiled sanctify for the cleansing of the flesh how much more will the blood of messiah who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to god cleanse our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. This is, I, I hope this is resonating with you. Verse 15 says, For this reason, he is the mediator of a new covenant, in order that those called may receive the promised eternal inheritance. Since a death has taken place, that redeems them from violations under the first covenant. 16, for where there is a covenant, the death of the one who made it must be established, for a covenant is secured upon the basis of dead bodies, since it has no strength as long as the one who made it lives. Verse 18, that is why not even the first covenant was inaugurated without blood you see god had this amazing way of putting this all together and showing us his consistency and so blood was the inauguration of the first covenant and blood is the inauguration of the final covenant hebrews 11 1 says this now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of realities not seen, for it is the elders received commendation. By faith, uh, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen did not come from anything visible. You know, this is the bottom line. Uh, It's through faith You receive an invitation to the supernatural where all things are possible. Can I repeat that? Because it is true for the Jewish holy days, which are not Jewish holy days, but appointed times, right? You know that. And it's true for our faith in Yeshua. It's true for the gifts of the Spirit. It is true to receive the Bible as the word of God. It is the truth. So listen, because Yeshua is the word made flesh. So let me read this again to you, this this one sentence. I want you to ponder it. Through faith, you receive an invitation to the supernatural where all things are possible. Uh, Just such a wonderful thing to think about and to get it, it deep into your spirit. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Right? Amen. Well, I'm sorry. We'll have to continue this next week. Uh, Come Tuesday night or Wednesday morning and participate in God's appointed times. Join us and bring a friend, bring someone who doesn't know Yeshua. This is also a great time for one of our rabbis to come visit your church and speak on how these appointed times are important for Christians too. So email me and we will set it up, rabbi-at-heart.com. Of messiah.org. Oh, I should mention that if you're going to come, uh, you might want to look at our websites. Uh, it'll show you the different locations where we have Yom, Yom Kippur services and what times they begin, because it's a little different at each congregation. If you want to come to our South Tampa congregation, it's 4320 Bay to Bay Boulevard. And uh, we will begin 7 o'clock Tuesday evening for the Kol Nidre service and Wednesday uh, 11 o'clock for a continuation of Yom Kippur. I look forward to seeing you this next week as we continue into God's appointed times and why they're important. So may you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close with prayer.
0: Lion of Judah, the God of Israel.